Second half. Second half, kind of. First half already passed, but the All-Star break kind of makes it the second half. Uh, Very excited for the Blue Jays to get back in action after this break a couple days off. Maybe some much-needed rest, but I think the Blue Jays are going to start doing what we think they were going to do in the second half. I'm really excited for these final 70 or so games. So am I, man. Should be be very exciting. Well, we're going to talk about that. Bones is going to try his hand. Eddie was a Blue Jay, plus we got another series preview. It's Locked On Blue Jays, and it begins pronto. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays. Thanks so much for making us your first listen Every day, especially on this Friday, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, YouTube, Locked on Blue Jays, Twitter at Locked on Jays, and the email Locked on Blue Jays, real at gmail.com, R-E-A-L. If you listen to our Monday episode this week, we incorporated a question and that we want to set the tone for the second half. We want your questions. We want to know what you want us to talk about because we're interested in what you think. At the end of the day, we are here to serve you. So please email us, LockedOnBlueJaysReal at gmail.com. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Shulman. Bones, we're getting ready to kind of start the second half. Um, I I know it's not really in terms of games, but it obviously feels like it with this break. Uh, The Blue Jays, as we stand, are seven games over 500. They're two games clear of a playoff spot. How are you feeling right now about the Toronto Blue Jays heading into these final 70 games? I'm not feeling good, man. I'm not feeling good at all. Um, Of the teams in the wild card hunt, they're not the hottest. Um, The Rays just swept uh, the Red Sox in a four-game sweep not too long ago. Um, The Red Sox are still a pretty darn good team. The Mariners won a thousand games in a row or something. Um, The Jays are the odd man out in terms of the last few series. Uh, Obviously the Red Sox got swept by the Rays. Uh, They kind of got beat up by the Yankees. So I guess the the Red Sox are, you could argue they're worse than the Jays right now, but Jays got to pick it up. Need some trade deadline acquisitions. Need to get hot. Got to uh, get the bad play out of their system before the October baseball starts. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, considering at one point, uh, you know, even early in the year, they were 10-11 over. uh, We thought there was a chance they could be 15 over or something like that in a race. Um, So I I, I agree with your sentiment there. Definitely disappointed um, with some of how the play went in the first half. Also, obviously, just a weird feeling that, like, this break happened five days into the John Schneider tenure. So it's, like, really hard to – I mean, they are 4-1. and one. Um, Now it's mostly against Kansas City, so it's really – it's hard to gauge right now. Um, but that obviously has, has put a, another wrinkle into what's been going on this year. Um, I guess I'll – you know, I'm I'm classically the optimistic guy, so I'll, I'll at least throw a couple silver linings out. They've essentially held a playoff spot the whole year. Um, Again, I know a lot of people want them to have World Series aspirations. I do think it's a healthy reminder that 
They've made the playoffs three times since 2000, and one of them only happened because of expanded 2020. So, like, the playoffs is an accomplishment. I, I just – I personally believe the playoffs and making it is a big accomplishment for this team. There are a bunch of young guys who still haven't really made uh, real playoffs because, again, I'm not really counting 2020. Um, so that's, I, I think, important. Um, and, you know, this is positive and negative. We talked about it on Monday when asked a question from our email, lockedonbluejaysreal at gmail.com. Um, Vlad Guerrero has, has not been Vlad Guerrero of last year. Um, he's still been solid, um, but you've managed to win without him being absolutely nuclear. Um, I, I It's a positive and a negative in a way. Bo Bichette has 720 OPS, uh, and you're still winning games right now. So it's like, it's good and bad. You know, I want some guys to hit better. At the same time, you know, Lourdes is hitting probably better than I thought he would. Kirk's hitting probably uh, definitely better than I thought he would. Um, you know, other guys are, are kind of around where I thought they would be. And his limited action chance is definitely hitting better than I thought he would. But um, I, you can't really go too crazy on a guy who's played 23 games. The pitching, you know, I, I think we were fooled a little early on. We as in everyone. Oh, they were really good to start the year. Um, but this was always a bullpen that definitely looked like it had some holes. So, so I don't really know how I'm feeling. Is how I'm trying to say. Like, I do definitely feel a little disappointed, especially because of where they were in the middle of the year. Um, I'm not sure, though. If you told me at the beginning of the year that they'd be in this spot, there's a chance I would take it, um, just with the history of the Blue Jays and, and how much of a struggle it's been at times to compete. Um, you know, I don't think the Seattle Mariners are the money ball A's. I don't think they're going to win 20 in a row. Um, I do think, though, that they're clearly a good team that's starting to show it now. So they're a threat all of a sudden. And now it's not just, hey, it's going to be the two division winners and all the AL East teams just figure it out for seeding. There's a legitimate race on, uh, and they need to get ready to be a part of it. Yeah, the wild card race is going to be exciting. Uh, in the back half of the season. Um, but like I said, you know, the teams they're up against are no slouches. Even though the AL, I think, is a little bit weaker than people thought it would be because the White Sox are bad, um, the Rangers are bad, the Angels are bad, um, and there are just a bunch of teams that nobody really thought would be bad that are. Um, but the Mariners are coming out and they're showing that they can totally win baseball games and they can make a, a postseason push. And right now they're looking like they're going to overtake just about everybody in this wild card race just because they're playing so hot. Um, but, you know, the second half, we don't know what it holds and uh, crazier things have happened. Guys play in the home run derby and then they can't swing for two months or something like that. So we have no idea what's going to happen here. Um, but the Jays need to take advantage of whatever shortcomings other teams may develop in the second half, and they have to run with it if they want a chance here. Last year they played great baseball, and they still came up short. So they know more than anybody in the majors what it can be like. They have to play pedal to the metal uh, to the max for the last, I don't know how many games are left, but however many there are. I believe it's 69. I'm not looking at it right now. Um but I believe it's 69 and the blue Jays, you know, were really good after the all-star break last year. Now there was the factor of they weren't playing at home and they moved home and that probably gave them some momentum. But yeah, like you said, I mean, some teams are, are, have not played well, you know, especially over in the AL West. 
Um, but the White Sox are, are coming a little bit. They've put together a little bit of momentum. The Guardians are hanging around. I don't know how long it lasts, but the O's are still 500 as we head to this post-All-Star break. So, uh, yeah, they definitely have some teams on their tail uh, that they need to fend off. And who knows what the Red Sox could do at the deadline. They are historic buyers. They're traditionally ready to pay a lot. Um, the sale injury hurts them, and we'll see you know, if that impacts their spending and what want to do but for now there are a lot of potentially scary teams coming up that could definitely uh you know make the blue jays think about uh maybe giving a guy a new job on their team you know because if you're looking for new jobs well maybe you should go to linkedin jobs because on the blue jay side linkedin jobs is a place where you could post a a job for free in minutes and reach a network, the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then all you got to do, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize Who'd you like to interview and hire? It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Look, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ooh, LinkedIn jobs. Um, but then I'm more interested in which NFL stars will move the betting lines the most. Starting July 18th, Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. You might be thinking Devontae Adams. I'm thinking Christian Walker. Uh, available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Did you mean to say Christian Watson? I don't mean the yep, cap on you. I did. But. I meant to say Christian Watson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still learning the kid's name. Anyway, he's new. Um, he's new. I'm still learning the kid's name. Um, all right. It's time for He Was a Blue Jay. We've switched roles for anybody who might have taken a lockdown Blue Jays hiatus. Um, and anybody who's a day one would know that uh, back in the audio-only version of this podcast, Ben would always do a little jingle to start the uh, – I would. Segment. So I maybe would. I'll uh, try to revamp that in my season. But uh, the rules now are I am the card czar here. I am the, uh, the the question master. And Ben is the the victim that is in uh, the seat. So uh, we will find out if Ben has the same knowledge as I. I believe I finished, what, 26 and 5 or something? What was it? 27 and 2? What was it? I, I think I have you at 25 and 8. I'll take that. Eight. 25 and 8 is a human record. I'm very, I'm very nervous, I have to say. Like, I think I think because I'm a childhood Blue Jay fan, the expectation for me is higher. And because you did so darn well, like, I feel like our listeners are going to expect to match that. And I immediately want to say that I am not sure I can. You did really well uh, Thanks, on He Was a Blue Jay. Um, I will say, if you put the betting odds – before we started this podcast and who would do better. I think everybody and their uncle would have picked you. So let's see if you have it in you. Um, all right, here we go. Are you ready? 
I am ready to go. I have to do the rules. Rules are. You do. Uh, I give. I pick a random blue jay that you didn't realize was a blue jay. Random baseball player. Uh, I give five hints. Ben gets three guesses per hint or like 30 seconds. So we throw that out pretty much. Um, he gets to guess. And then uh, if he gets it, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, are you ready, Ben? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. First hint in season four is this outfielder debuted as a Blue Jay in 2000. This outfielder debuted with the Blue Jays in 2000. Uh, Jose Cruz is too much of a Blue Jay. Um, This outfielder debuted with the Blue Jays in 2000, so he would have been there. This is this guy's too old, but Reed Johnson. Not Reed Johnson. Uh, also, I believe uh, he was an infielder, wasn't he? I thought a utility, but I could be wrong. Um, outfielder that debuted in two thousand. See, like I know it's not like it can't be like a stud, or else he probably wouldn't be there. Um, all right, move on. Move on. Okay. We're moving on to hint number two. He was teammates with future Blue Jays Mark Burley, Edwin Encarnacion, and Emilio Bonifacio throughout his career. So Mark Burley, Edwin Encarnacion, and Emilio Bonifacio. So he was probably a White Sox, and he was probably a Red. Bonifacio was a bit of a wild card. He also could have been teammates with Burley and Bonifacio when they were with the Marlins. So I will say that those are on three different teams when he played for three different teams. And these have been like, I mean, I don't ask for extra. Um, okay. So he was a, at one point, a white sock at one point, a red. Um, and at one point, probably like a Royal, I forget the teams that Bonifacio really prominently played for. Um, white sock. Red and royal. Um, Austin Jackson's just in my brain, even though you guessed him last time we did See, this. See, now you're not, feeling how I felt, where you Jackson, know it's yeah. not him, but it just I know it's Austin Jackson. There's no shot it's him. But no, it's, it's not even close. There's no way he debuted in 2000. But that means ugh, it was teammates of those guys. He probably would have played at least in the later 2000s. Um, you didn't say his. Blue Jays' debut was his debut, but I'd imagine he was on the younger side. It was his debut. Okay. Um, Played for the Reds and White Sox, two teams I watched so much as a kid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What's his name? Like Alejandro de Aza or whatever? He's not Alejandro de Aza. Um... White Sox outfielder. I feel like I have a better shot at White Sox outfielder than Reds. White Sox outfielder. I'm going to need you to move on. I'm a, I'm a little bit stumped right. early on here. We're going to hint number three, which admittedly is not my greatest hint. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> he, made, he made the playoffs twice in his career. The NLDS in 2004 as a member of a team in the NL East and the ALDS in 2008 as a member of a team in the AL Central. Well, that's the White Sox, (laughs) Um, I think. Um, 
So he was only twice on playoff teams, but I kind of knew that from the fact he was a red and a White Sox because those are not good teams. Uh, although mid-2000s, White Sox were all right, and they did win a World Series. But, um, okay, so 2008 NLDS. So he was probably on well, the you think I will recap the hints. Alexander debuted in the majors as a Blue Jay in 2000. He was teammates with future Blue Jays Mark Burley, Edwin Encarnacion, and Emilio Bonifacio throughout his career, and he made the playoffs twice in his career, the NLDS in 2004 as a member of a team in the a- or the NL East, and the ALDS in 2008 as a member of a team in the AL Central. Um, yeah, so like I don't know who that 2004 team is, but it's like not the Marlins. I know that. Um, it might be the Mets. But I, well, yeah, the Mets were pretty good then, but we already did a Gardo Alfonso, so it's not him. Um, and it's not Carlos it's Delgado. Yeah. It's not Carlos Delgado, who also, again, not an outfielder. Um, so, yeah, you were right. That hit is stumping me a little. Um, let me think. You move on if you'd like. Yeah, let's just move on. I'm very worried about this already. <laughs> okay. He played in the NL East, the AL East, not on the Blue Jays. Uh, I mean, he played in the AL East aside from the Blue Jays, I mean. He played in the NL Central, but you'll know him best from his time in the AL Central. Like, far and away, you know him as the AL Central. This isn't him. Um because Melky Cabrera didn't debut in 2000, but he does fit an odd number of your hints. Um, does fit an odd number of those categories. He fits he an does. odd he number. He fits in of a lot hints. of those. Him, <laughs> like also played in the AL East. Like I could, what he was a White Sox, so I could have seen him being a teammate of Mark Burley's. I don't know if he was a Red or not, but um, okay. So I know him far and away from his AL Central career, which makes me believe that this is a good White Sox who I'm missing. Um, a good White Sox outfielder. Mm, this is upsetting me. I'll tell you Okay, well, like, uh, at least, like, a known... Okay, a known... If he's a backup, then I'm really feeling bad. I, um, I really think Hint 5 should help you. I think you'll get it on Hint 5. Let's roll to Hint 5. Okay. Hint 5 is he made one of the greatest catches of all time, and it was to keep a perfect game alive. Oh, who made the catch in the Burley game? No. No. <laughs> who made the catch in the Burley game? Oh, I can see the catch, and I'm... Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm kind of oh, shocked no, you but... can't remember it because... Hawk Harrelson screaming his name in my head is just I'm, ingrained. I'm, I'm literally watching the play in my head. I'm watching the play. And that's like, I loved Mark Burley when I was a kid, well before he was a Blue Jay. And this game was the full reason why. I watched the whole game. And I hate myself. I'm not going to get this. I'm still thinking. But, like, it's one of those things where I'm either going to know it right away or I'm not going to know it at all. And currently in shambles. In so much shambles. And this is, uh, pulling back the curtain, Bones was allegedly going to give me a hard one. 
and this was the easy one that he gave me, <laughs> which is it's not, looking, it's not, an easy one. not looking good. I will say all the previous four hints, not that easy, but this hint, um, absolutely, I should get it. And I'm ashamed of myself that I'm likely going to tap out pretty soon. Who made the catch? The early game. Bum, 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 if it helps bum, at all, my bonus will be that I oftentimes get Alejandro Deaza and this guy mixed up because they're similar players. Deaza was on that team, right? Um, I'll find out for you. 2008. Deaza early. was not on that team. He was one year away from being on that team. Tough. Um, was he Both six foot left-handed outfielders who were known for their contact and speed. Yeah, so was everyone back then. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm so ashamed of myself. I have to push you for an answer here. Just throw out some names, man. I don't even have names because I because like all the other names that come to mind, I know didn't make that catch. You know, no. so it's like. Who is it? I'm tapping out. Wow, he taps out on the first ever one. Dwayne Wise. Dwayne Wise. No. Dwayne I knew Dwayne Wise. Wise was a Blue Jay, too. I Brutal. knew it. Uh, Dwayne knew Wise it. started with the Blue Jays, played 28 games in 2000, in which he was abysmal. Then he took a break, came back in 2002, and was abysmal again with the Blue Jays. Then he didn't play in 2003. Went to Atlanta and went to that AL and LDS. Not ALDS, NLDS. And it was kind of fun. 16 OPS. Then he took another break in 2005 and came back, back for Cincinnati for a couple of years, played with Encarnacion. Then he played with Burley in 2008-9 in Chicago. Uh, then he came back to Toronto in 2010. That's, well, that's why I'm upset because I remember him as a Blue Jay. Like, if yeah. I would have, if you told me he was a 2010-11 Blue Jay, there's a shot I get it. Um, because I very well remember him playing in our outfield. Well, brutal for Ben Shulman. Uh, he misses his first ever. He was a Blue Jay. Uh, if you want to bet on Ben next time, which I don't suggest you do, maybe check out some lines <laughs> at betonline.net. They don't have he was a Blue Jay, but they are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Um, after being sad by a White Sox guy, let's go talk about the Red Sox, shall we? Uh, second half of the season, I keep saying that, post-All-Star break, part of the season uh, is beginning now with the Boston Red Sox. It's a series in Fenway Park. Um, and Bones, I'll let you go first. Who's looking – what do you want to do? Scary hype train. Leave it up to you. Up to you, man. You do it. All right. Who's looking? Who's looking scary? All right, scary men on campus. You're going to be looking towards a guy named Rafael Devers. This guy has just been hitting the cover off the ball in July. 
He's been punishing the Yankees for a couple of series now. In July, he's hitting 300, nearly he's hitting 298 with a 986 OPS. He's got five homers in the month uh, and 14 hits. The funny part about Devers, if you just take his last, I don't know, what is it, eight games or so, you just take his last eight games. He's got eight hits. Five of them are home runs. He's got nine RBIs. So that means his BABIP, which is batting average on balls in play, uh, hits minus home runs. His BABIP is lower than his average because most of his hits are home runs. BABIP is 188, while his average in that time is 286. The guy is just raking, and no pitcher wants to see him right now. He's putting together quite the MVP case, third base. Yeah, he's second in the AL in war, and it's .1 behind Aaron Judge. Like, it's it's absolutely a race right now where it didn't look like it would be uh, because of Devers. Side note, because I went to look at the war leaderboard, top three war position players in baseball, all St. Louis Cardinals. That's outrageous. Wow, um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. But, um, yeah, Rafi Devers, very scary. Um, if you don't know by now, then you're just not watching the games because he is he is ridiculous. Um, I'm, uh, sometimes I like to do the sneaky guy. Uh, I know Xander Bogarts is great. Um, and he's, he's good, but my scary is going to be former blue Jay. I don't think that he was a blue Jay because I thought you would get it too, obviously. Uh, but former blue Jay, Rob ref Snyder, uh, he missed a lot of this year, uh, but he's come back. And in the month of July, he was absolutely nails led the Red Sox in batting average hitting 333, um, OPS of 857 gets on base at almost a 400 clip. Like definitely not the guy that's going to, you know, hit a million homers even at Fenway, but just going to ruin your day and get on base for the Devers, for the Bogarts, for the JD Martinez's uh, who are going to hit you. And although he didn't have an awesome series when Boston came to Toronto last, he did hit a home run in that series against the Blue Jays the first time he played them. So uh, Rob Ref Snyder, my scary who are you hyping? Whose train are you aboard for this set? I am aboard the Teoscar Hernandez hype train for this set. Uh, this guy hits the Red Sox very hard over his career. Uh, against the Red Sox in his career, he has a 948 OPS, 18 home runs against Boston, and nearly a 300 average. That's in 62 games. Uh, so he's putting together like Stats that would be decent for an entire season, just over 62 games uh, against the team. At Fenway, he's hit more home runs than he has at any other ballpark aside from Rogers Center. Uh, so 13 home runs at Fenway and a 963 OPS uh, in Boston. He is a fantastic hitter when it comes to the oldest pack in America. Um, so I'm going to go to Oscar here. It's also having a great couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I like that. I'm kind of going along the same lines. I want a power-hitting right-handed hitter, and for that reason, I'm going to my boy Chappie. Uh, if you were listening to our Monday episode, you heard me quote last two weeks, Chapman hitting over 300 with uh, 900 OPS. Uh, he's really starting to turn it on. I also saw a quote from him as I was pulling up his baseball ref that he thinks he was his first half, he was playing like horse bleep. Um which I kind of like. I like when a guy's a little angry at himself because I don't think Matt Chapman's like, like angry at himself. I'm gonna fold and like get yips or something like that. I think he's like, a, I'm angry at myself, so I'm gonna start pounding baseballs and lasering throws to first base. Like he kind of gives off that vibe, and he was starting to do it, uh, especially this recent, you know, hot stretch for him. Kind of started 
with the Red Sox series. He had a hit in all three games that he played in versus the Red Sox when they came into Toronto recently. So uh, I like Chapman to use that monster in three games at Fenway. He's got a homer. He's got a double. And he's got an 846 OPS. Generally, he's hit the Red Sox pretty well this year. So I think there's a shot for Chapman to take this momentum, take a rest, come back out in the second half, and really start to go. Um, and the Red Sox, for a power-hitting right-handed hitter, like there's almost no better park to go to to try and stay hot than Fenway Park because you can just hit fly balls and uh, and half of them are homers. Totally. Um, and I think that's a, another reason that Teoscar is probably going to be pretty darn good as well. So uh, we've got Chapman and Teoscar to be good in this series, Rob Refsnyder and Devers to be the guys to uh, look out for. And apologies for another uh, Friday without a prospect roundup, but next Friday we will have it back. Uh, shout out, by the way, because, uh, you know, Futures game did pass this week. Shout out to Ricky Tiedman and Yasver Zuoleta, both pitching perfect innings. Uh, that's always nice to see. And my boy Robert Hassel of the Tin Caps got a hit in an RBI. Watch out for him. Um, but uh, that's going to do it today for our, our episode of Locked on Blue Jays. If you want to hear about prospects, though, you were like, oh, I came here for Prospect Roundup. What the heck, Ben and Bones? Make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. We will be back on Monday recapping this series. But until then, appreciate you listening and have a good weekend.